Hello world. Hello world. Uh, my name is Elijah. I'm Lucy. And we are on our fourth day. Yeah, day just, four. Just starting the fourth day. Uh, what do we got planned? Well, we're going to go to the Eiffel Tower for the third time. <laughs> hopefully uh, to get in this time. Hopefully we'll get in. I'm not holding my breath, but you never know. And then we're going to go to the... Uh, Pompidou. Pompidou. Museum center thing. Yep. Whatever it is. It's, it's an art place. It looks cool. It looks really cool. You should Google it. Yep. And then after that. Soccer game. Well, oh, yeah. after that nap. Oh, well, yeah. After that nap. But after that, yep. the uh, Euro Cup finals are in Paris. And it's France versus, I think, England. Although it might not be England. It's France versus someone. Uh, and uh, the guy at the news newspaper place said Portugal, so yeah. maybe it's yeah. that. Yeah. But, but uh, we're clearly way. very well educated on the matter. <laughs> yeah. I know either how way, to play soccer. We'll know. Basically. Yeah, she knows how to play soccer. I don't. So I'll learn a lot. Yeah, but we're gonna go to a bar and watch it and yell a lot and drink a lot of wine. We have a whole thing of wine that we need to drink. Yeah. Gotta get on that. Get on it. Get on it. Um, yeah. So that's the plan. For that's the our day. plan. And we will let you know if anything changes. Yeah. Well, we also want to. Do we want to talk about our thing? Oh, yeah. Go for it. So we've been, or I've been. I don't think Eli gets this so much, but I've been feeling kind of homesick lately. Mostly just for like, I don't know, like little things. But like, for example, I recently discovered New Seasons Coffee. So you like go into a new seasons and buy the little like pastry things. They have like three coffees. One's a decaf, and then there's two non-decaf. One of them has a blue label. Holy cow! It's so good. You like put a bunch of soy milk in it. I really miss it. I don't know. It's not the coffee here is bad. Obviously, we're in France. Coffee is wonderful. But I just really miss like. You know, sitting on the little deck on the top, like my daily routine, you know, all the things I like to eat. I really miss drugstores in America, like just knowing what you need and being able to go in and they just have everything. You can just like pick up some lipsticks and stuff, like they don't have those here, really. So, yeah. Just been kind of missing like the accessibility of being in a place where you know the language. So, yeah. But also in France, so uh, things aren't too bad. Yeah, I remember yesterday you <laughs> you complained you, that I stole you your like Scrabble move. Up my Scrabble <laughs> move. And you were so mad, and then I just said, we're in France, and we all started laughing. Yeah. So. It's all about perspective, kids. Uh, yeah, so Lucy uh, plagiarized all of my homesick words, so. Uh, like what? No, it was, just, it was a joke. What? It was a joke, don't worry about oh, it. Oh, it wasn't very funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to just cut that. Oh, doggy. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, actual over and out. Yeah. 
Hello world, this is just Elijah right now. Uh, I'm currently at the laundromat and Lucy is getting groceries. Uh, the laundromat is not nearly where Google said it was, so hopefully she will find out where it is. I went on a little journey and found it eventually. Um, if you hear a slush sloshing in the background, that is in fact the uh, laundry being washed. Uh, which feels pretty good. Sweaty clothes are sweaty and not fun to wear. So hopefully we will get some clean clothes within the next two hours and then we'll head back to the Airbnb. Uh, by the way, uh, this is coming from uh, Florence, Italy, uh, which is so far a really beautiful city. We're, I don't think we're, we've hit the downtown yet. Hey, motorcycle. We haven't hit the downtown yet, but it is... Uh, a very nice, small city so far. Uh, the, you know, everything's very packed, like it is, like it was in Paris. Um, but uh, it's it's a lot quieter, I'd say. Uh, in Paris, it feels like it's very dense, uh, very jam, very like sardine packed. Uh, there's a lot going on, at least when we were there. Uh, here it seems like a, a much more small town vibe, uh, but I'm, I'm sure that once we hit the, the downtown we will find uh, a more accurate portrayal of the city. In the meantime though, uh, I'm just waiting for this laundry to get done and playing some games on my phone. Thank you for uh, listening to this section of the podcast. This is day five of the Europe trip 2016, and so far, so good. Yeah. Hello, world. This is Elijah. Lucy. And <laughs> we are in Florence. Yeah, Firenze. Firenze. And we are currently on our way to the Uffizi. 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 I don't know. Um, and it is 6.48 in the morning, which is pretty reasonable. Yeah, we I'd got say. a lot of sleep last night. Yeah, we <laughs> slept for maybe 12 hours, yeah. possibly, just, just maybe. Just, yeah, like actually. We were like, oh, let's just take a nap before dinner, you know, we're kind of sleepy. Um, and then, yeah, woke up, and it was like 5 in the morning. So we were like, oh, cool, I guess we should uh, go get dinner now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we have some catching up to do, I think. I did a, sh I, okay, so I did a little short thing okay. yesterday where I was like, just Eli, intimate with the audience. Here's what I think about Florence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not really. It was just, <laughs> I felt like I was obligated to do something on the actual day. Okay. Uh, but we. So where are we at? Where, where do I just said it was, know? I just said it was like a nice town. It's like a super small city so far. So far, we haven't been to the downtown central area yeah. but cute little uh, neighborhood but what are your thoughts initially on um i don't know i like well so i went to the supermarket yesterday <laughs> so we learned in france that we really need to go grocery shopping which i totally didn't think about but uh realize now that like that was a like not only financial but also just like uh, gastronomical <laughs> uh, mistake. Um, so like there, we're the there first... were some there were some tummy aches. Yeah. 
So one of the first things we did here was uh, do our laundry and go to a grocery store. So I did the grocery store part and like, so there's kind of two grocery stores really close to our place. One's like one of those natural like co-op-y grocery stores, which I love. Yes, organic everything. Uh, their soy milk is amazing, actually. It's like very creamy. Anyway, but we went to like the more like, it wasn't quite like Fred Meyer. Like it was super small. They had pretty much everything you would need, but they had like two or three varieties of it. Crossing the street. <laughs> As opposed to like 20 varieties. Um, so that was fine. But like you walk in and there's all these little like computers. Like if you've done like a wedding registry kind of thing, they look very similar to this. And people are like scanning stuff with them. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So I uh, walked right past it. I think it's only for people who have, like, a card. Like, you know how you have those, like, loyalty cards with, like, Fred Meyer Safeway? Mm -hmm. I think it's like that. Mm -hmm. And you can, like, make lists of stuff or something and then check them off or, like, charge it or something. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Mm. But I didn't need one, luckily. Um, but that was kind of interesting. Like, a thing they don't have in America. And then... So, like, I'm getting all my stuff, and a lot of the employees of the store are, like, I don't know if it's just because I don't speak the language. Like, maybe this is something I wouldn't notice at all if I was, like, in America. But the aisles are very crowded, and the employees are kind of mean. That's a secret door. We just found a secret door. Yeah, it looks like a stone. It looks like a wall, but it's... But it's a door. Crazy. That's cool. Anyway, uh, yeah, the employees are, long story short, the employees are kind of mean. Like, I felt very, like, rushed and, like, oh, stupid American. Like, look at this dope, doesn't know what she wants and stuff. I was, like, standing in front of stuff forever trying to decide what to get and trying to figure out, like, which one is the shower gel and which one is the shampoo. And just, like, people would know, like, but luckily when I got up to the cashier I was like English and he was like yes and I was like hallelujah and he laughed so luckily the cashier was able to explain a lot of things to me about the supermarket so that was nice but um we're gonna pause it really quick because we're crossing a big street but yeah. we'll be back in just a second okay we successfully crossed the street now we are yay you could probably still hear the background but we're past it. It's in the past. We're not looking back. <laughs> Lucy just looked back. It's okay. Uh, so, you went to the grocery store. Yeah. But we got everything we needed. Yeah. We made fried eggs this morning. It was very nice. Oh, man. And spinach. Oh, I never thought spinach would taste, like, so good. Like, it just feels really good to, like, eat a vegetable. I did not have spinach. I did not know this happened. I feel a little hurt, honestly. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, that's what we did yesterday. Before that, we did a bunch of traveling. Yeah. Which we did not podcast during. Oh. Uh, so we woke up <laughs> at, like, two, <laughs> two in the morning. In the morning. After, and, after the Euro Cup stopped, after watching 
most of the Euro Cup soccer game yeah. where France lost. Lucy fell asleep at about halftime. Yeah. I fell asleep about 70 or 80 minutes in. It went into overtime. I think they it ended up ending at like minute 11:30. Yeah. Oh, it ended at minute 109. Yeah, so or they scored. Yeah. Anyway. So it ended late. Yeah. Um so neither of us made it through that. And France lost, so we didn't hear. We weren't woken up by like cars getting oh, turned over or anything like that. The, yeah, it was probably kind of good. That we <laughs> and we woke up at like two in the morning. We tried to take a bus, but we missed it by like half a second because we couldn't quite figure out where Google it was. Google Maps told us it was in the wrong place. Yes, nice blame shifting. What? Just saying. <laughs> uh, the so we course taking... location versus the fine location was like not calibrated very. It was like around the corner from where we were. So we ended up taking a taxi, which was fine. It was the first time I'd been in a car. <laughs> it was the funniest. Like in retrospect, it was funny. At the time, it was stressful. Yeah, he was a very safe driver, which I respected. He, he was like eighty, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he spoke like three words of English. Ah, uh, that's a, that might be <laughs> giving him too much. It yeah. might have been one word of English. It might have been English. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, um, and then he dropped us off like by the parking lot of the airport where we were supposed to be. Which, in his defense, it did look like that's where you were supposed to drop people off as a taxi. Yeah, and like clearly a bunch of other people had gotten dropped off there. What? Oh, we're checking the map. Okay, good. We're good. <laughs> Google just was like, oh, you're like a mile off. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, never mind. You're exactly on course. <laughs> Thanks, um, Google Maps. Um, so we ended up like climbing over all of these like traffic barriers to get to yeah, the actual, it was weird. actual airport. It was like war barriers <laughs> yeah. like, to get to the airport. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was like, well. Uh. Uh, yeah, and then we got there and we were, we flew on Transavia. We were very, okay, the French airport. It was fine. Uh, okay, Lucy, I was very stressed out. Lucy's not used to taking shuttles places in an airport. Yeah. Because the Portland okay. airport is very self-contained. You just walk everywhere. And there, it just felt like there were... It just felt like there were a bunch of things that were like, I can't even tell if we're doing this right. Like, there was an announcement on the speakers that was like, you can only have one piece of luggage and it has to have this green tag on it. And like, you know, it has to be the color purple. And all this stuff. And uh, so and we like go person... ask a person. Yeah, so we go ask a person because we're like, hey, we have like more than one bag per person, and none of it has a green tag on it, and like it doesn't have a picture of a unicorn on it. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, no, that's fine. Like you can just go on with it. And it's happened like two or three times. Like they would make the announcement, and we'd be like, ah, and then everyone else has the green tag, and we're like, we can't be doing this right. And then we'd ask a person, and they'd be like. Yeah, you're fine. Um, anyway, so that was confusing. And then the like check-in, like the security thing, like wasn't open when we got there. So we were like, is this gonna open before our flight takes off? It like, did. It did. We were like an Eventually. hour early. It was fine. Yeah. And then in security, like they pulled me over for a bunch of like I forgot my sunglasses and I didn't put a thing in the bat anyway. It was like one thing after another, and then we had to take like all these buses to all these places. It was just, it was a harrowing experience. Yep. 
anyway, so we got, we made it. The flight. <laughs> Describe it. Uh, there's a picture of a woman wearing like a, a crown like of a, leaves. Yeah, like a leaf crown tiara thing. And she's doing kind of like a... She has like three chins, but not not just by... Kind of like a troll face. Like a, like, me, like a meme face Like almost. she's pulling her chin into her neck and it's creating lots of chins. And she's smiling. And her eyes are closed. Anyway. Yeah, it's, very, it's a funny We picture. just saw it and it was, yeah. Actually, I can just take a picture of it. I'll include a picture of that in the description of the podcast. Yeah. Anyway, on with our story. But uh, the flight was like really fast and fine. Um, and then we took a train, which was also like a pleasant experience. Yeah, we got to see got the here. Italian countryside. Yeah. Which was really nice. It was beautiful. And now we're in Florence, which is like a really nice city. Yeah. So, yeah. It's actually been pretty boring. Well, we just did boring stuff, but very necessary. Yeah. Our, oh, describe our Airbnb. Uh, real nice. Real nice, both. Uh, the lady is, like, pretty good. She's, like, kind of, like, chummy. Like, hey, you people. Like, she's got, like, a good repertoire. Like, Yeah, I really like her. Yeah. She's, like, very sweet and knowledgeable about the city and just, like, answers all our questions and is very, like, yeah, like... Yeah, I just like need you to lock the door at night, and that's it. Wow, I really like her. Good, good vibes from yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she's good. Uh, she's got an interesting accent. Like some things she'll she'll say sound like they're like British, and then and then other things sound very Italian. Yeah, and the way that she phrases things sounds yeah. very, like, bad translation-y. Yeah. So, but that's, like, whatever. Yeah, no, totally not hit against her. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts? Um, Initial yeah, thoughts? That's really it. Yeah. Super nice Airbnb. Beautiful. I'll take some pictures. Yeah, it's got an air conditioner, which is, like... Oh, my God. Just head and shoulders above <laughs> anything I expected. Yeah, yeah. Like we walked in and we're like, oh. <laughs> it'll be hard to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's really it. Yeah. So, two things I've noticed that I wanted to talk about. One, I've been putting a lot of sunscreen on this trip, which is something I'm not used to. I'm just terrible about putting sunscreen on. I'm really good about putting sunscreen on. Yeah, so I'm really bad about it. So it's not a thing that I'm used to. I didn't realize that your body had so much surface area. <laughs> I'm just, I've just become very well acquainted with it, especially on your legs. Like your legs just kind of work and do their job. But now I'm very acquainted with like how much leg there is. I don't know. It's just a thing it's I noticed. Is this a thing you've never thought about before? I mean, not really. Like, yeah, I'm just basically. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then another thing I wanted to share was. Uh, the pharmacies here, like all the pharmacies, there's a lot of pharmacies, I think, like more than in America. Uh, well, they're kind of pharmacies. They're mm. not quite like a Walgreens. They're pharmacies in that they have all the drug stuff, but none of the like kids' toy stuff. 
Well, they don't have like makeup or like wipes mm. or cotton balls. No, they do. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. And look, they don't. Okay, well. Anyway, they're called pharmacies. And they have these green signs on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, they're green plus signs. Yeah. Exactly like you see in America to indicate we sell weed. Well, specifically in Portland. I don't know if those are it. But... Uh, they're, they're definitely everywhere. Okay. So it's like the green symbol in America that means we sell weed. And we went into one one time and you said, wouldn't it be hilarious if this was just a normal pharmacy that didn't sell weed? And I was like, haha, yeah. <laughs> and then it's totally just a normal pharmacy. It's just like, yeah, like a really small... It's not a like front a, for weed at all. Like a cross between like a gas station and a 7-Eleven, basically. Yeah. So... We'll take a picture. Yeah. It's, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that does look like a weed sign. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah. <laughs> and for anyone that lives in a state that doesn't sell weed, the symbol that we'll show you is the one that's like America's universal symbol for we sell weed. Uh, so yeah. Sorry, Florence is waking up and now we, we're hearing it. Uh, so yeah, that's the, those are my thoughts I wanted to share. Uh, we'll keep you updated. We're going to the Uffizi and then do we have anything else planned today? Nope. Cool, so we're One probably just gonna just gonna wander around Florence for a while. Well we're gonna get dinner. Oh, we yeah. got some dinner restaurant recommendations. Yeah. So we're gonna try them out. So yeah. that's it for me. Over now. Yep. Hello world, it's Elijah. Lucy. And we are hanging out at our Airbnb after a pretty big day. Yeah. Pretty we did a lot. Yeah. We saw a lot. So it didn't feel very big though. First things first though, we gotta talk about Something we didn't cover before about our trip to France. Yeah, so on our last full day there, so Sunday, we went to the Georges Pompidou. Mm -hmm. Am I saying that wrong? We went to the Pompidou. The Pompidou Center. It was really close to our Airbnb. It was like maybe a 10 or 15 minute walk, which compared to everything else is really close. Um... It's a beautiful building. I think Eli took some pictures of it that we might include. Yeah, I'll but, post them. Um, and they have kind of two sections and then some exhibits. There's the modern art and contemporary art. And then they had like a Paul Klee exhibit that we didn't really explore. But anyway, so we went there Sunday and we're like really debating it. Like, should we even go? And it was maybe like three. I think it was like four when we got there. Mm -hmm. It was late. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I don't know, it was just amazing. I mean, it was like, for me at least, like I don't know very much about art, but it was like every artist that I had ever heard of that lived in the last hundred years, uh, pretty much. I don't know if they had Frida Kahlo. But she was, like, the only one I could think of that I don't think we saw. They had Matisse, um, Mondrian's. Uh, who was the first one we saw? It wasn't... Well, we saw Picasso. Picasso. Um, who's the one that does... I, we saw some Salvador Dali. We saw some... Um, 
Magritte, some Warhol. Yeah, I mean, there was at least, there wasn't like a massive collection of any single artist. Yeah. Well, there was quite a bit of Picasso, but not even like an overwhelming amount. Yeah. Well, they had like a mini exhibit. Yeah. Of paintings he did of his wife or yeah. one of his wives. But um, for the most part, it was, there, there was like a small amount of art from a lot of different artists, which was really impressive. And uh, you said you got a lot more out of it after the Louvre. Yeah, yeah, comparing it to the, because the Louvre is very historical. Like, it's very much, like, basically medieval art. So maybe, like, 1100s, 1200s through, like, 1600s, 1700s-ish is maybe, like, the latest stuff we saw. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's either very, like, religious and allegorical and, like, this was commissioned by the church or this really rich dude. Mm-hmm. Um, really a lot of that kind of stuff. And even, I mean, even the more modern slash beautiful things at the Louvre, like even the really famous stuff is just like, this was commissioned by a king or a rich merchant or, I mean, it's just, it's, it just doesn't feel like as creative. Like it's representing its time and that's interesting. But it's not like I am a human being that wants to like communicate this new idea through my art per se. Very rarely is it that. Whereas the stuff at the Pompidou, like not only is it much more easy, I think, for me to understand, like I can understand a lot of the historical context in which it was done because, I mean, it's just stuff I already know. Um, I understand a lot more about, like, the ideas people are trying to convey um, and, like, how their art is trying to convey that. Um, I think it's much more just, like, relevant to my life. I mean, so many of the ideas are, like, oh, yeah, that's an idea that I, like, see in my everyday life. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot out of the pop too. Um, it was structured in a pretty interesting way. It's yeah. So it started off. It with also a... explained a lot. Sorry to totally yeah. interrupt you, but they also like at the Louvre, everything was in French and nothing was explained, which was kind of fine. Like we went to Versailles and they had a little audio guide, and I was like totally not into that. So I don't know the audio guides are for me, but the Pompidou had like explanations of like this artist. And this painting are famous because they, like, started or were part of this movement, which represented these ideas. So, like, they explained Fauvism and Cubism in a way that, like, actually made sense. And so you'd look at this painting that, like, it's all, like, black and ochre and, like, it's kind of ugly and there's all these angles. And you're like, I don't really get what this is. But then you read the thing and it's like, well, the idea is that they would, like, paint a thing from all these different angles laid on top of each other and, like, make it very geometric and try to, like, deconstruct the object, basically, so it's almost unrecognizable. And then it kind of makes more sense because that's, like, straying from the very traditional, like, just paint the thing, like, how it is. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely appreciated that at the Pompidou. Uh, everything had a translation in from the French to the English right next to the, the official or the original um, description of the piece. So it was a lot more accessible to uh, at least an English-speaking audience and to an extent an international audience because it seems like everyone speaks a little bit of English. Uh, and it, it was set up in an interesting way where basically each... Uh, so like it was mostly set up in a like linear timeline fashion. So the we went to the not the top top floor, but there's like the basically the first floor that you go to. And it starts off with the early nineteen hundreds and it sort of talks about art history from that point forward. And every room that you go in is stepping a little bit further in time. Mm-hmm. The problem of course is that a lot of these movements happen overlapping. So it's not perfect like that. Um, it's not like uh, the Rijksmuseum where like it's pretty clear cut like this happened this year this happened this year but it's more or less organized in a linear timeline uh, which is great like I, I really appreciate that to help understand the, the historical context of everything and then yeah each room has this big general description of what the room is talking about so each room is dedicated to a movement so like cubism uh, dadaism um, uh, what, what were some others that you remember? Um, pop art. Pop art. That's a big one. Uh, yeah, so just a ton of movements, and each room was dedicated to either a movement or an, uh, an artist or two or three that were very influential in, yeah, the last hundred years or so. And then the room below that one was dedicated to... Mm-hmm. Uh, contemporary art. Contemporary art, which is... What, how did you describe it? This is it's the weird like, stuff. Yeah, it's the it's the art that you think of when you think of like you look at something and you're like, I have no idea what this is trying to. Like there was one thing where it was like a board and then it was covered with sand, and then there were like there was like a square in one corner and then a smaller square next to it and then like the outline of a circle, and that was it. like kind of I don't even know if etched in the sand but like in the sand mm-hmm. and that was it but then there's some really cool stuff like there was one where it was like 12 Korean verses and they were arranged so like each one got smaller and smaller and it was like they were circles so there was um you know, a big outer circle, which was, like, the longest one, and then a smaller one and a smaller one, and they were, they would rotate at different, like, in different directions at different times, kind of. It was, like, a projection. Oh, that was kind of cool. Anyway, some of it's cool. Most of it is just weird. I didn't see that. And you don't get it. And I'm having a very difficult time describing, like, visualizing it. Sorry. (laughs) But if we find a picture, we'll try to accompany it with this podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I I think it was really great. I I do wish we had spent more time there or or gone earlier. Yes. Uh, We got partway through the, we got all the way through the the modern art and then partway through the contemporary, and I just felt burned out. Yeah, we were, well, we had done a lot already that day. 
And we had to go get food and then maybe wake up for a flight at two in the morning. morning. Yeah. After watching a football game. Yeah. So, all in all, I think the Poppy was really exciting. Yeah, I, I would say it's the best museum we've seen thus far. Mm. Easily, I think. Yeah. I. In a certain, I mean, right, there are it's apples to oranges, but. I think the Louvre is, is pretty good too. The context of the Louvre really helped me appreciate the company. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that happened in France. In yeah. France. Yeah. Uh, so, what did we do today? So, today we went to the Uffizi. Um, it's very short. We were there for maybe two hours, including like a 15 minute snack break because we thought we were going to be there like all day. Um, it's similar to the Louvre in that it's all really old. In fact, it's even older. They really don't have very much, like a large part of their collection is pre like 1400s, pre-Renaissance. Um, so that's a thing. It's almost all Italian. They had a small section of foreign, they called it foreign art. Although even then reading most of the plaques in there, the artist would have stayed in Italy. Mm-hmm. Like had like was just born somewhere else, but then like basically did their art in Italy. Mm-hmm. So um, that was kind of interesting and I think very intentional. Um, and yeah, we saw the birth of Venus, we saw, uh, the Primavera, we saw the Medusa shield. Yeah. So it was really cool. Yeah. But, um, we, we got to the end and we were like, wait, that's it? Yeah, we, we, we thought we missed something, like, like half the museum. Yeah. We were going through the gift shop and there was, they have all these, like, so they have, postcards right and usually the postcards are just of like pieces of art that the museum has but this one had like the it had some art that wasn't in the museum and it took us a while to realize that so we thought we had missed like all these really famous paintings and then I think we saw like the Mona Lisa or something and we were like oh this just is art from other well, we museums saw, we saw well. David and we realized like David's in another museum yeah David's in the in the same city but in a different yeah yeah but it's also very like it's pretty much one pass through the museum more or less like it it would definitely be hard to miss something unless you missed like a whole building Mm -hmm. because you didn't know it was there yeah but but it was good yeah i don't feel like upset about it at all and i think that the only reason that we really felt like we missed anything was because we were we well first off we had just experienced the Louvre, so there's that whole context, um, and I think because we had we had gone to the Louvre and it was it's like the most similar place we've been to in recent memory. Uh, that's sort of where we're comparing it to, uh, and it's similar but a lot smaller. I think that's like the biggest difference. So where the Louvre is sort of like, I'm just we're just gonna slap you with way too much art like more art than you can physically endure in a day uh the Uffizi was more like this is a reasonable amount of art you know maybe maybe a little bigger than the portland museum yes 
I don't know how long it takes to go through the Portland Museum, but it felt like much more like reasonably sized. Like the Louvre is like just this mammoth of a museum. Yeah. And the Uffizi was like, you know, it was a museum. It was pretty big. Uh, we went. We saw pretty much every piece in about two and a half hours, but it wasn't. It wasn't overwhelming. No, which I mean, I paid for overwhelming, but if we're not going <laughs> to get it, that's fine, I guess. So yeah, so that was the morning, and then where do we go after that? We went to the Central Market, right? Yeah, Market Mercado Central. Central. Yeah. And well, we we stopped by. So we did the Ponte Vecchio. Right. Which, for those that don't know, is just a bridge with a bunch of stores on it. Uh, specifically, a bunch of jewelry stores. It was very underwhelming. By the way, if you go to the Ponte Vecchio and you see all the stores are closed, don't worry. It's just a bunch of jewelry stores. Yeah, They're not, not hiding you're anything. not missing anything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and then we, we went to a Gucci store. We, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I've never been to a Gucci store. And you were like, it's fun. And I said, great, let's go. And then we did. And it was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I picked up a, a $400 pair of, dollar pair of shoes, and I was like, that's a $400 pair of shoes. Uh, and then I picked up a $600 pair of shoes, and I was like, oh. They were that really is a, cool. They were pretty cool. They were really cool. One of them had sparkles. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It looked like they were dipped in glue, and then you dropped a bunch of glitter on them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I could definitely, after being in the Gucci store, I could kind of see, kind of see why you would buy a Gucci product, uh, just as like a one special item. It's not like I only buy my ties at Gucci. It's just like no, you can just buy one thing and have that be a, a thing. Uh, and then after that, we there's a bunch of street markets here, mm-hmm. way more than Paris, I think, okay. or at least not the parts of Paris we were in. Um, which is the biggest difference so far. Uh, so there's like a million people selling like leather leather products, mm-hmm. almost exclusively leather products yes. at these at these uh, uh, markets. I bought a leather notebook and uh, you bought a little you bought a dress, dress. Yeah. not made of leather, just a dress. Yep. <laughs> and then we went to the central market and we. Oh my god, we had. We had the some, best pasta. We had some pasta I have ever had. And some pizza. It was ravioli. And drank some wine. It was very nice. Spinach ricotta and butter and sage and parmesan. Yeah. It was oh, melted in your mouth. Yep. It was so good. Yep. And then we had pizza. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was very like New York style, like mm. kind of greasy. I wouldn't say New York style, but but it was kind of it was cool because you could like film. watch them make it. So you're yeah. in this little like oasis that's like air conditioned so above the rest of the Mercado Central, which is crowded and noisy and hot. And so, so the way the Central Market set up is there's two levels. The bottom level is with sort of like plaids or not plaids, um, Pikes Pikes Place Market, uh, where it's just a bunch of people selling stuff like dried fruit is what we got, and then there's like meats and cheeses and all that jazz mm-hmm. and then above that there's like a food court sort of area where which is where we got our food and then above that there's an even smaller like much smaller seating area for this one restaurant which we went to mm-hmm. and that's where we were and it was wonderful it was pretty good and then we came back and 
nothing really happened. We watched Better Call Saul. We watched some Better Call Saul to would recommend season two. So when I venture back out, yeah, we well we thought the Uffizi would basically take all day, and it didn't. And it took like none of the day. So yeah, we we got tickets for eight fifteen because I knew we would be awake, and we were. Yeah, because F sleep schedules. And it was pretty good to get there early because, like, no one was around. Because yeah, why, why would you wake up at 8.15 in the morning? You really like seeing the cities in the morning. Yeah. And then we came back at, like, 1 or 2 on the way to the Central so Market. Hot. It was hot and crowded. And noisy. And noisy. So, trip advisor, trip advisory, uh, not sponsored by trip advisory, do things early. Yeah. Get out of the way. And it's cool in the morning. Yeah, I was going to say, one of the worst things about doing stuff in the afternoon is it's so hot. Yeah. So, that's that. Yeah. Anyway, now we're going to go do something else. That's the plan. Tomorrow is the Academia. Mm-hmm. I'm probably saying that wrong, too. Academia. Oh, we also saw the, the okay. dome. Mackenzie will flinch when she hears this. <laughs> um, yeah, we saw the Duomo. Yeah. And we had some I have white wine gelato. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lucy's, uh, how do you describe that expression? I don't, I can't. She's like smiling and has like her thumb and forefinger touching, and that's touching her face. Oh, dimple. And then her other three fingers are out, and she's sort of like mm. doing like, just <laughs> put, put that sound into motion, and that's sort of what she's doing. She looks very fancy, or like she's trying to be. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. over and out? We're going to end on that, really? Do you want to? What, what do you want to say? I don't know. Uh... Come in with a plan, Lucy. <laughs> Come in with a plan. So sorry. <laughs> <sighs> uh, the things yeah. I deal with. <laughs> over and out. <laughs> that's, that's right. Over and out.